Hey, and welcome back to the Thrive With Me podcast. As you know, each week we dive into all things well-being, community, and really supporting you as you trust the calling on your life. And as I have dreamed up this podcast over the last many years, I have really wanted to begin by sharing why I'm here and kind of how I got here. I mean, I love listening to podcasts and I love learning a little bit more about the host and kind of how they got to where they were, you know, their story, their beginning, which, you know, I think it just makes it somewhat relatable. And if you're here, it's because you've somehow found your way to our podcast. And it is crazy to think that we are almost at episode 60, like six zero. And I am just so grateful for you listening I hope that you've been able to take some nuggets from this over the first, you know, 50-ish podcasts. And I guess in ho- in my hopes, really, in, in sharing this with you today, uh, it's the beginning of kind of two parts. Um, I think it's always more relatable when you can really get to know the person behind the podcast. Um, I value your time so much of you like being here and listening. You always have a bajillion responsibilities and things that you could be doing with your time. So time is like our most valuable asset, really. Um, so each episode, I hope if you're you know starting here or you can go back and catch up with some of the other podcasts, I'm really just trying to do my best to share something that will truly support you. You know, I really want to challenge you. Um, I want to really expand your perspective really in some small way of how you show up each day, being a wife, a mom, a passionate woman with big dreams on your heart, because that's how I feel as well too. And I'm just so grateful that you show up here each week listening. And I hope by now you kind of feel like you have a better idea of maybe who I am um, and, why we should be friends, obviously, um, and kind of where I come from, you know, and why I'm just so inspired by all the things that we're continuing to talk about as we build this together here on the podcast. So, so much of my confidence and inspired daily action, or even just my ability to see my potential has truly come through my relationship with my husband. How I got to where I am in a beautiful and messy blend of, you know, lived experiences, all of the relationships um, in my life, you know, how and where I was raised, my education, my passions, dreams, all the messy action that, you know, maybe you didn't see behind the scenes. Um, just like, you know, the goal of progress over perfection, years and years of personal and professional development, my relationship with God, and yes, my very sacred relationship with my life partner and husband, Mark. So I really hope that by introducing you to him, because God knows you won't see him on my social media accounts, (laughs) you will get to know him a little bit better. Um, and kind of my own journey to getting to this moment in time that you can kind of, you know, see some of yourself maybe and what we're going to share. And that I just hope this maybe is just a fun little two-parter to kind of get to know us. And because all of these things that I'm sharing with you has been a result of this journey that I've been sharing with him um, and raising our family together and kind of where we're going. 
Uh, he is my biggest cheerleader, uh, my voice of reason and reality. <laughs> he challenges me even when I wish he wouldn't. Um, you know, my baby daddy and someone who just truly inspires me each day. So I am so excited to introduce you to my husband, Mark. Welcome to the Thrive With Me podcast, a place for you to realign, reset, and pour into your growth and expansion. Are you ready to become a more present and happy mama and wife as you chase those dreams on your heart? Are you tired of feeling that overwhelm and burnout as you take care of your family, the home, and all the schedules? Does your health seem to go to the bottom of your priority list? Could you use an amazing community to challenge you and cheer you on as you build your legacy and impact? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Natasha Bell, and this podcast is for the modern, ambitious woman ready to rise in health, community, and faith in her calling while having a lot of fun. I'm a small town girl, wife, mom of three, and multi-passionate entrepreneur that's on a mission to help you thrive in health, the community you surround yourself with, and to cheer you on as you step forward in confidence and align with your unique calling. All right, friend, let's get ready to thrive together. Okay, so this is going to be a two-parter, and I'm sure, hopefully, you'll come back and have some conversations with us, but I'm having a pinch-me moment here right now. We're sitting very close to one another, <laughs> finally recording this. I'm so excited to introduce you to my husband, Mark, and I did a little bit of an intro at the beginning, which I hope will kind of place why I'm excited to have this conversation with you, and... I think having a bit of a backstory is always a good thing. I know we're kind of skirting into episode almost 60 here, but that's okay. So welcome, husband. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We talked all summer that we were going to... First of all, it was at the beginning when the podcast launched in March of 2023, and then we were talking about it all summer. And somehow... Somehow, um, three children with busy schedules and um, some summer fun got in the way, and... Uh, <laughs> Here we are as our kids are at school, sitting at our kitchen table on a beautiful day and speaking to one another. <laughs> speaking to one another. We're like, did you brush your teeth? Because we're <laughs> sitting really close. Um, okay, so I want this to be as easy to digest as possible for you. And when I see a two-hour podcast, I mean, you're the guy that listens to two and three-hour podcasts. I'm the girl that like grabs the 20-minute ones. Um, but to the women that we're speaking to and to the amazing people that have been supporting this podcast, for today, I, this is going to be a two-parter. Um, so today, a bit more about our love story, because I love our love story. And honestly, more than that, when I'm really placing where you know, where I am, why this podcast is even here. It's as a, it's a, as a result of our love story and how we somehow the world and the stars aligned and we, we are together. Um, a little bit about our family and what we're up to kind of here living a rural life in Southwestern Ontario, 13 years of marriage and what it's like being married to a multi-passion entrepreneur who has a lot of ideas all the time. <laughs> yeah all truth all truth um and then potentially some other things kind of along the way but my husband is my favorite person hands down my favorite person 
Um, and I, I just value our relationship so deeply and I'm so grateful every single day that somehow God aligned our paths. It still kind of blows my mind when I look back, um, in a fun way. And I just, the reason why I think this is, I'm excited to introduce the world to you because again, they're not going to see you on social media. You're the guy that runs from my camera. Every single time I try to do a video, I can't show you on social media. How do you feel about social media? Um, I was once on social media and, um, yeah, I got emotionally attached to some things and I just thought I'd take a break, uh, indefinitely. So I suspended myself indefinitely and, um, yeah, I'm going to just, I, I enjoy my life much better when I'm not on it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I love your boundaries. And for me, I mean, this has been a conversation too, where it's like, you know, skirting in the world of social media can be a beautiful way to connect with people and to share good things in the world. Um, it can be a place full of distractions, but I try to be respectful of our family now, like of what I show and what I don't show. And I'm grateful that we can sit and have a conversation because I feel like this is a much better platform that more than just snippets of photos and maybe people's interpretation of things, we actually get to, I don't know, have a deeper conversation. So I'm excited about that. Um, and you, you, like you being a part of my life has given me permission to really step forward as an entrepreneur and believe in what it is that I'm creating, or I believe I'm here to create. And I, he's really kept his word too. I just want to acknowledge that you, I, you said you were going to wait for your first, po first podcast episode ever to be on my podcast. That's correct. And I <laughs> have turned down many people that have wanted me to come on their podcasts and I keep pushing them off. I pushed them off for the better part of 18, 24 months. <laughs> so um, to those people listening that may, uh, may have called or emailed or texted me to go on their podcast, I will be to you shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, thank you. Because, hey, yeah, we've been, honestly, I've been talking about this podcast forever, so... Here we are. Okay, deep breath. Okay, our love story. We're gonna try to do the Coles Notes version because this is a long, a long, um, a bit of a long story. And I'll maybe let you tell your side, your version of the story a little bit because I feel like I've touched on it. But the the episode title for our like first little sit down is "Small Town Canadian Girl Meets Hockey Player." Together, they built a life they love. Part one. Hmm, that's good. Um, <laughs> not sure where where to start. Um, I actually probably started at a at a baseball tournament in Mitchell, <laughs> Ontario, that uh, my sister Lindsay and um, Natasha were playing at. Uh, I attended that game and uh, yeah, uh, started thinking about some things <laughs> and uh, uh, was like, okay, kind of intrigued and. For obvious reasons. She's for my mad baseball skills? Mostly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it was the red hair, but it was <laughs> certainly, yeah, I don't know. Um, you, can, you can figure that out yourselves. Um, but immediately um, was, yeah, just starting having those thoughts of, uh, of um, you know, being inquisitive about what could happen or what could be. Um, and, and, you know, they weren't um, just floating around. They were pretty constant. And um, when I have those thoughts, I feel like, and you have those thoughts in your, in your, in your gut, you have to go and, and act on them. And I acted. Um, I called <laughs> uh, the radio station in London, if you can imagine, um, that Natasha was working at. And um, 
it was immediately shot down. Uh, so um, that delayed our our togetherness. Um, and then, uh, oh man. Well, and to give like placement of this too, at the time you were playing hockey, you were in Chicago. I was finishing up college in London for broadcast journalism. And yeah, we were both living very completely different lives and it was not something I was looking for. Um, I was in a long-term relationship and it was, we're from a very small town though, just to put this, I try to explain this to people like how many houses are in St. Paul's? Very, very little. Very few. Yeah, there's, there's 80 people. So we grew up together. Like we went to a small elementary school together. I mean, small town is small town. Like everybody knows each other. Our dads played baseball against each other like you can't not know each other your sister yeah. Lindsay used to babysit us right right so we knew each other but we yeah. didn't know each other because you left when you were 15 like you went to Ottawa yeah to play junior hockey and you were 11 <laughs> so let's put that in perspective <laughs> um so yeah um not sure where we left off that but you moved away yeah that's kind of a funny story so you you were being very um I think what I I'm always grateful for as I look back is that you trusted yourself and for whatever reason you had a knowing that you needed to keep calling. I did not understand that and did not have that knowing at that moment in time. So what do I always say to you randomly throughout our life? Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you for calling a million times. Yeah. Wasn't a million, uh, just to clarify, but like a thousand. Uh, I, I, uh, I called and again, I was immediately shot down and then I called um, to your place in Timmins, Ontario, where you went away. My first job. Yeah. Um, and left a voicemail on your answering machine, to which she immediately deleted. By accident. That was 100% by accident. Um, so the next phone call was... Uh, <laughs> A little bit different in the sense that I was a little perturbed that um, she didn't call me back. So I remember this day I was helping my brother um, spread manure, quite frankly. And uh, I, was, I was in the tractor for better part of 10 hours. And, and um, you know, obviously you're, you're in the tractor by yourself. So you're thinking about some things. And I couldn't get out of why this, she wouldn't call me back. If it's just another no thank you, then that's fine. Uh, then at that point, I had, I had told myself and thought about it enough to, to know that if, if it was another no, then I'm moving on. Um, but um, anyways, um, she called back and we connected and um, yeah. This is before the world of cell phones. Yeah, actually, you had a cell phone. I didn't. I literally had a landline. And then we just started talking on the phone. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. And that's, that's really how we got to know one another. Um, months of talking on the phone. And uh, that was, was a great way to know the person before, you know... Um, physical contact let's put it that way <laughs> the well the the stuff that can get in the way sometimes yeah because yeah. we were we've now been together for what 16 years we've been married for 13 17, seven, 
yeah, go backwards because really from the beginning of you making that first like kind of call in that baseball tournament, it was like a couple years before we actually ended up talking on the phone. So you were, you persevered and I'm grateful that you called me a number of times and you trust that intuitive muscle. Like I, I just, it's one of those things where I feel like as we were younger in our twenties, I was early twenties, you were like mid late twenties. That's not always something we're great at. No. And I think, um, I think I, I, I've made some, some mistakes in my life. Um, a lot of them public because of the life I led, lived and live. But um, following my gut has never, never let me down. And especially when we talk about the person I'm sharing my life with. Okay. So that's kind of the backstory. I mean, there's a much longer version to that. There's a lot of back and forth. But as I think about getting to this moment in time and why I want to have this conversation, it's because I feel like our relationship was so divinely guided and there were so many times that I didn't, you know, we don't always, we hope and we dream for certain things or we hope our life's going to turn out certain ways. And there was things that, doors that slammed in my face ahead of meeting you that I thought was like the end of the world and I couldn't understand it. And so sometimes when we're living in this messy middle of life or a season of waiting, we don't know what's around the corner. That's very true. And I think there's... If, if there's just if people are waiting for a, a a road to be paved for you to go to do what you think it's going to be and it's going to be just skipping rocks and smiles all the time it's not um there was some obstacles but i can say this without a doubt with being with um natasha for 17 years now um i knew within a month that I was going to spend the rest of my life with her. Um, so that's, um, that's also following your gut too. And, um, yeah. So, um, I don't know what your next question is, but, <laughs> but a trusting and knowing. So we, okay. So we're both from this super small, small town. When we got together, I was, or we started talking, I was in Timmins, Ontario. You were then in San Jose, I sold whatever few items I had in my basement apartment <laughs> and moved home to your home. And I haven't left. <laughs> you welcome to be in. Um, made my cat go, but we'll, for, we'll forgive that. My dad's allergic to cats, so there's <laughs> no, a real reason for no cats. No, it's okay. We're never having a cat again. Um, and so we have always called St. Paul's home. And which is amazing because you purchased our home. Um, you had just signed your first contract in hockey and it was across the road from where you grew up and again I literally grew up like a couple of country blocks down the road and I've just always been so grateful that we've had this grounding at home because when our relationship began we were still traveling you were still playing hockey it was a mix of North America and Europe which was so exciting mm -hmm. and something that I think we didn't we didn't know what to expect when we went over to Europe, but I think we learned a lot about ourselves. And really, I started my business like 12 years ago, like Sloan's 11. I started it when I was pregnant with her. Um, and so I just, I mean, again, I say this to you, but I want to thank you for letting me, giving me almost the permission for myself to dream bigger than I had ever probably dreamed in my life. Like my parents were always amazing and told me, anything's possible you know you can be whatever you want to be and do what you ever want to do or do whatever you want to do but 
sometimes you have to see that modeled before you because it's it's not something you believe so I've always been so inspired and in awe you as a professional athlete you know being a super small town Canadian boy living out your dream of what you know millions of kids want to do um you've lived boldly and you've you kept going towards a dream when probably everyone thought you were crazy so for the people that have crazy dreams on their hearts like, how would you relate that back to your journey? And you continue to do that every day. Like, I mean, that's, that's more podcasts in the future, potentially, of just, like, continuing to evolve in that. But what would you just say to somebody who just doesn't believe in it or maybe doesn't have that level of belief in somebody behind them? Well, I think, um, first, we're in a... Uh, you, have to, you have to believe it in your heart to, um, that, it, that it will work. And I think you have to, you can't, you, you can have those moments of, of uh, second guessing it. Um, and you're going to have those moments of listening to the noise of people that are, you know, don't believe in you. Um, but that's not your path to walk. I think you can't, there's always going to be noise no matter, you know, what, what you do. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people that don't support you and don't believe in you. Um, but you can't be guided by that. you got to be guided by your heart and what you truly believe to be your path in life. And it's not just what you do for work. or It's, not just, it's, it's how you do it. And I truly believe that if you, how you, you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you do, I say this to our kids, if you do this half-assed, doing this little task, that's how you're going to do life. Um, and I, I've been one to <clears throat> not do anything that way. And um, uh, I just, that's how I want to do life. And that's how I want to do life uh, with you. And that's how we've done life. Um, and and that's how we're, we're leading our, our three children. And I think that's how we lead a community and that's how we make this world better when we leave it behind. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's a long winded answer of no. uh, support, but yeah, no, I agree. And I think, so what would you say when those times in your life where you were the only person, I mean, you always had great cheerleaders too, but when things didn't make sense or things didn't go your way, because a lot of us, especially in entrepreneurship, like it's not a, or even as a professional, if you're chasing a career, like, it's not a straight path. <laughs> there's no straight path. There's no quick way. There's no easy way. So how did you keep your kind of mental faculties about you and to keep going even when it maybe didn't make sense or. Well, you can, you can draw on your motivations really anywhere. Um, I was one to prove people wrong. Um, that's where I drew a lot of my, um, my, lot of my motivation and a lot of my, um, and at the end of the day, I just wanted to be the best I could be. And whether that was to play junior B hockey or was that to play, you know, get a scholarship or, you know, my mother only really wanted me to get my schooling. And, um, you know, if, if, you know, I got a scholarship to a U.S. Uh, university, then then great. Um, but my path led on a different road and I and I, you know, I wanted to play in the NHL. And that was um, that was my my goal since I was a kid. And I chased it with everything um, I had, and uh, I was able to live my my childhood dream. Um, and yeah, that's 
Yeah, and again, I want to go back to the noise because the world we live in today is is very different than the world that I lived in. Um, you know, just 20 years ago or 25 years ago, playing junior hockey, there was no cell phones, there was no social media, there was no, um, you know, all there was no millions of opinions on how you do something. Um, there was, you just didn't have to look at it every day or be tagged in it or yeah, yelled at. Right, <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, and in a sense, ignorance is bliss. You're, you're not, you're, you're not around it. You don't hear it. Um, you're, you know, you're a little sheltered by it. Now it's completely different. Um, and I think it's, you, you still, with all that noise, you still have to, you know, remain rigid in your goals and, um, and let's be clear, like not all of your goals are going to be, you know, come to fruition. You have to, you know, you have to fail and, you know, have to, you know, realign with what you think is your path. Um, but I think you have to knock those things off your list first and go right to the end um, to feel that sense of, okay, well, I tried this and it didn't work. I have to, I have to re realign with something else or, or reconfigure what I think is my platform or my business or, or my life's, my life's work. Mm -hmm. And I think we talk a lot about purpose and calling. And when I say that, I feel like I don't believe that we're called to just one thing. I don't think we have just one purpose. I think if I'm really thinking of, you know, the things that make me excited, there's a common theme and a thread. But the one thing I think that I love when you can share with our kids just through <clears throat> your parenting style and your stories and your experience and leadership is really discipline. Like it's discipline and sometimes it's sacrifice too because we've had these conversations with our kids. So how would you, it's easy sometimes as an entrepreneur or in our lives, it doesn't matter maybe what your profession is, but it's easy to let ourselves off the hook sometimes. And I do believe there's seasons for all things, but what would you say about like discipline and some level of sacrifice that has to come with living life differently, like doing more than what most people will. Yeah. So I, I remember um, as a kid not going to social functions, um, you know, when I was playing junior hockey, not, um, you know, not eating the same foods as uh, some of my teammates or some people around me um, and, just, and just trying to be regimented and, and focused in on what I needed to, to do. Now... Um, um, you know, you're always going to have those times where life is life and you're going to, you know, not be as disciplined as you need to be. But I think for the most part, you need to, you need to, you know, sacrifice what's, what's your priority in life? What, how do you want to spend time? Who do you want to spend your time with? Um, and you know, as we know, you, when you surround yourself with, with people that are of like mind, you, you, um, you end up where you should where you should end up and i feel like um you know there was a time in my life where i where i i wish i had more discipline but i've learned from that those times and i've i've um i've i've tried to you know not change the way i live but um to a certain degree change some things in my life that that um align with what i want my kids to see and what I want my life to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And that's a beautiful opportunity about life in general. Like we all have 
these experiences or challenges or, but I, I mean, obviously with even her collab co like community is everything. And I, I know even in the space of entrepreneurship and just like you with, you know, elite athletes or being an elite athlete in whatever it is that you do, when you get yourself around other inspired, motivated people, it demands more of you. Yeah. And to that point, I think you, you find a new level of, um, focus a new level of intensity a new level of um you know they bring you up to their level and um so you know um i think and then and then you know in reality you just you play at the at the level you practice at so if if you if you practice i'm going to use the word half-assed again if that's a uh, term, um, then that's how you're going to play. And that's, that's the level that you're going to play at, whether that be hockey or um, being an entrepreneur or um, anything in life, that's how you'll do it. Like mic drop. Yes. And I think that comes back to, I think you didn't even read my notes, but that was actually something we were going to maybe talk about is how you do one, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Because that is, I think one of the biggest lessons I've taken away from you and it's a level of um what's the word like we hold each other accountable and I think that that's what I appreciate and love about you because you will call me on my stuff and I don't always like it and likewise I'd like to think that I do the same for you but it all it all comes from love so I think having people in your corner that see your potential and know what's possible for you. Like you need to find those people. And I love creating an environment where even if you don't have that person, like maybe that's not your spouse, maybe that's not your best friends or your mom or your, your, I don't even know, right? Like your immediate circle. There are people that want to believe in what you're doing. Yeah. And I think it's for the entrepreneur, it's, it's hard in the sense that, um, you don't have a boss, so you're accountable to yourself and, um, you know, I've, I've led, led the life. I've always had a boss. I've always had a head coach. I've always had a GM. I've always had someone to, um, you know, not tell me what to do, but, but to hold me to account. Now, when you're an entrepreneur that, um, my beautiful wife is, <laughs> um, you know, someone's got to hold, not someone. Yeah, I'm just, it, there's got to be an some. Inner circle. You there's got to be an accountability yeah. to that path, and um, I hope I'm that person. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I love the fact that you're able to explore your ideas and do those things that make you feel happy. And I'm so so proud of what you've created. You're very very sweet. Well, okay, so a little bit back to that journey, and I'm just grateful for you because, again. Had I, you know, my original path, I thought I wanted to be on the news and read the news. And (laughs) now I can't even fathom having that job. It felt so depressing at the time when I was even doing it. And so you gave me permission, like literally to go back to school and follow something that I was passionate about, which was nutrition and holistic health. And at the time, I didn't know where the heck that was going to go. It was literally just like a one year program. I thought I'd explore it. It felt we all we both loved health and obviously you were playing at the time so it was also like very important that we had this information which uncovered a whole new layer for us of holistic healing because we weren't necessarily raised in homes that did it that way our parents were very mindful they did the best that they could we both had like 
very similar upbringings, literally down the road from each other, but very similar like values, morals, you know, um, blue collared working family, you know, hard, hard working family. So you giving me permission to dream bigger and not just do the job because I had gone to school to do the thing I am forever grateful for because I don't know where that would have gone. I'm sure I would have loved it and it would have been fun. I don't know where that would have landed me. But when I went back to school, you just have always instilled like anything's possible. Yeah. And I, to that point, I mean, you talk about how grateful you are. I'm I have an immense, immense gratitude. The fact that I'm able to even say that go follow your passion. So to, to be able to, um, uh, you know, get you to get your, allow you to go back to school was, was, um, something I'm very proud of quite frankly, because, um, I know a lot of people can't, um, uh, simply fi- financially do that. And oh. that is, um, that is something that I'm really proud of to be able to, allow you to go back to school and, and really that was the conversation what are you passionate about and you're pat you right away food <laughs> i know? love food <laughs> yeah, no, but it, you know and and i was and for me i was okay yeah that's that's great i need i need i mean i need better. i need someone to make me food yeah, well, what... <laughs> well and i i need you know i again going back to my earlier point about you know the discipline is is like that's part of it you, you know um, we, you know, try to be disciplined in it, but you know, there's always room for improvement. Let's put it that way. Well, and I think, you know, I think we've made just a good team of, you know, me supporting you in your career and you supporting me in my career. And we've just always found a way to work, make it work. But I will like, again, I think maybe this is more a part two, um, of the conversation, but it, it's not always, hasn't always been easy. Like I want to be very clear. Like I think sometimes my challenges on social media is, I am so blessed for the life that we live and I can't, I, I'm, I don't know how to adequately show the crap that goes on behind the scenes. Like how do you actually do that on social media? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think there's a way. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't need to go on my social media rant, but a lot of it's filtered and it's a lot of a glossed over view of someone's life. So um, I feel that um, this is as about as raw as it gets and telling you what's gone on. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've met a lot of people that are, um, frankly, um, quote unquote successful that work. There's no really, uh, there's no real way around it. There's grind to everyone's success. There's, uh, there's a, there's a behind the scenes, to everyone's shining uh, lights on them. Um, so, you know, when you, you, you when you see stuff on on you know Instagram or these other social media accounts, it's a glossed over view of it. And there's, you know, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes that um, that people don't see. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super fair. And I think so. Just to kind of wrap up this part one, what I hope that you'll <laughs> take from this is. Um, my love for my husband, how grateful I am for him. We're really doing this thing. But honestly, more than that, it's like having people in your quarter that believe in what you do and having an inner circle is really, really important to people that are going to, to, to believe that, to see what's possible for you. And I am grateful that you have been that person. I think it's by design that you believed in me enough to that we had that opportunity for me to go back to school and then 
by seeing you show up boldly and continuing to become better every day, it raises up your own level of awareness and what you expect from yourself. So I, I live my life very differently than I would have, obviously, if I wasn't with you. But I'm, I'm grateful because I feel like we get to ripple that out into other areas through the things that we're passionate about, the things that we love, and to be also be able to show our children that as well. And then when it came to like starting a business, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing clearly and nobody does really when they're starting out. So I've learned that too, not to apologize for that because that is part of the journey. It started with the blog. Then it started with like Skype coaching sessions because we were living all over creation and then having babies. And so we've now been home though for seven years. Did you retire seven years ago? Yeah. Scarlett's six, seven. So we've been home full, full time now for seven years. Um, and so in that time, you've seen me be multi-passionate, <laughs> a lot of different ideas and a, different businesses. So what is it like, Mark, being married to somebody who has a lot of ideas, like, you know, 50 new business ideas every day? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's funny. Um, funny haha. Yeah, or peculiar or whatever. <laughs> um, we are different, but I think that's what makes us a great team. Um, Natasha can have 75 things open, tabs open on her phone, and I can't have one. Um, she can have... 3,600 emails, um, and <laughs> I can have, I can have like five. Inbox zero. Inbox zero. Uh, so, you know, I think our brains work a lot, you know, uh, that's just one example of it, of like, I'm, I, yeah, we're, we're, we're different, but, um, I love the fact that, that we bounce things off one another, but the one thing we do have in common is, is we work and we work at it. We try to get better every day. We we have health as a priority, and that's our basis of how we do life. And um, maybe in part two, we'll dig into that a little bit. But uh, I think it's it's that's the basis of, of this whole journey is feeling good every single day so you can be your best person. And um, I've known a lot of successful people that, that that's their basis as well, and, and it's because they have the energy to achieve each and every day. And, um, that's the foundation and that's our foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it gives you, I like it coming from your perspective as well too, because I do think it's fascinating. You are on the other side of hockey now. So you retired seven years ago. You now work, do you say in the business side of hockey? What do you say? Hockey operations side of hockey. Hockey operations. Yeah. Um, which is fun because you've had mentorship roles, you've had management roles, I love now the last couple of years you haven't been traveling quite as much, which has been great for our family. It still allows you to be in hockey, but being a present dad is very, very important to you. So it's been a, a beautiful mix. It has. It has. It has been, um, it's been very, uh, there's a lot of challenges, but it's been, uh, it's been great to, to be a part of, you know, decision making, um, to be in those meetings, to be able to express um, my views on a player or how we're doing things um, yeah it's been a it's been great and I've learned a ton the last seven years um, and yeah I look forward to just continuing doing that and and um, and but I'm I have to say I am really enjoying um, being here more and um, 
and being more involved in our kids' lives. Yeah, and you always were, but obviously for anyone who travels for their work, it's like it, it, it's, a, it's a new layer. So I think even you managing your you know, work and me managing my businesses, and we've had a lot of things shift over the last few years, I think one of the biggest things that you and I have always found as passionate, you know, humans in general, communication is key. And I don't think we still aren't, we've never, I wouldn't say anyone masters it. I don't think like, I think you're probably constantly evolving, but what would you say around communication of just like what your needs are? And even for me, like communicating to you what I require as somebody who was working from home and still managing kids and all the things while you're traveling, like communication is very important. It is. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we, um, yeah, we, we, we need to talk. We, I mean, I feel like we all we do is talk scheduling, um, you know, um, but, and kid covering the kids and, and logistics. If, if logistics, yeah. Uh, so, but there's, there's a, there's a certain part that you need to prioritize your marriage as well. And you need to go on date nights and you need to spend time um, uninterrupted. Um, and I'm not just talking when the kids go to bed, um, when you're exhausted, I'm talking, um, like, you know, before eight 30, uh, at night, I think it's, it's time that you, you have to, and, and listen, uh, to your partner about what, what they want. And, and then you have to compromise. Both sides have to compromise. That's in my view. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a relationship, whether it's a marriage or a friendship. Um, there's gotta be some sort of compromise between both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, this is when you're choosing to live with intention and you have big goals, like you're not playing small. You're, you're, you want to make bigger moves and you want, you're excited to see things happen and continue to progress. But I think sometimes we we've said this before, like you can't, you're not a mind reader of what your needs are within your relationship or within your home or within, you know, the children, because I think it's easy for one of us or both of us to harbor, um, animosity or hurt or anger if you are not being honest. Like, and so whether that was, you know, what I needed of you when I was opening up the space in St. Mary's or I'm like launching a program or creating something new. Like there's just a different level of our scheduling and for me and what that means for our family. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you're someone that's got a lot of ideas, priorities are so, so important. And I know I've definitely strayed from that sometimes. And sometimes my family and you don't get the best version of me because I'm motivated and excited and inspired. But at the same time, it's like, I'm doing this all for my family too. Right. And I think, I think inherently we all feel that we want it to happen now. And, uh, we're, you know, we're an instant gratification society and, uh, we want everything right away, but that's, that's not, that's not life. Uh, there's, there's, you know, the, the, and it, it reminds, it goes back to health and, and, and how you feeling your best every day so you can wake up and, and, live your best life like that's what I mean that's what we all want um whether whatever you're doing um is to is to live your best life and to to treat your body um the you know the to to get to get to the end whenever the end is and to um yeah to to just 
to just be present and um, quality li- of life live live with a lot of energy and and um, and have those have those good relationships because that's really you know that it's you know a lot of people have um, their opinions on things on on but I think they downgrade the 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 fact that the people that live the longest and have the healthiest lives have loving and close relationships with not just their wives, but with their family and with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a definitely massive part of the whole picture because, and I think we are meant to live in community. We're meant to be with other people. And I think I had a podcast not that long ago, just about like, we've never lived in a more quote unquote connected society, but we've never been more disconnected. And I feel like that is part of my mission is to get people together, to, to gather women together, humans together so that people can see each other's potential. Um, okay. You know what? I think we're going to wrap it up there for part one, but thank you. We're really doing it. Enough talking about it. Yep. We're here. Make it happen. Okay. We'll be back for part two, but thank you for, um, starting the conversation. It's not Instagram. It's a podcast. Now you can go back to your friends and tell them you're available. Um, okay. We'll catch you back here for part two. Thanks for listening, friend. If this podcast inspired you or helped you in some way today, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode, share the love with a friend or fellow entrepreneur, and tag me on Instagram, natashabell.co. I'd love to know what landed for you, what you're taking action on, or what you want more of. My hope is that you can grab a hold of what landed for you from today's episode and release the rest. And hey, would you mind taking 30 seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Have a beautiful day, my friend, and I cannot wait to chat with you again soon as we create a community centered on well-being, raising each other up, and stepping forward in confidence in our purpose.